Reports are saying that the Arkansas Razorback football team has hired a new defensive line coach. A little preview of the Razorbacks taking on West Virginia in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And for once again, the Razorbacks own the LSU Tigers. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. We finally made it, folks. It is a Friday here in the great state of Arkansas, and there's so many things to get to, and we're going to try to talk about it all in today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, Please subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are found. And of course, on our YouTube page, which is rapidly growing. And it's been a lot of fun doing that as well. So if you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe. I appreciate all the support that uh, everybody gives to me as well as this podcast as well. And I teased it, of course, in the opening and talking about Arkansas and a possible defensive line coach. It looks like it's all but confirmed, especially because Brandon Marceau was one of the ones that tweeted it out. And to me, if like Brandon Marceau tweets it out, it's probably happening. It's probably a good chance he knows what he's talking about and we know that they of course hired Dominic Bowman as a defensive backs coach or cornerbacks coach want to make sure I'm specific on that one uh which for all intents and purposes was a really big hire uh Brandon Marcello said as much uh it seemed like everybody around the country and, and the people that are in the know and saying well it's a very solid hire for the Razorbacks all of that well today it was reported by few others, but again, Brandon Marceau was at least the first one that I saw that reported it, but they had hired a new defensive line coach, which is Deke Adams. Now, that may be a name where you're kind of scratching your head and saying, who is Deke Adams? Well, let's read up and find out a little bit more about Deke Adams, because it seems like there's not a whole lot of people that are excited about this hire, and maybe we can find out why. Deke Adams spent the 2021 season at FIU and has coached for more than two decades. He's set to be hired as a new defensive line coach, and this will be his fourth different stop in the SEC. He previously coached at Ole Miss, which was happening in 2020. He was Lane Kiffin's one of his first hires there, uh, Mississippi State before that, and South Carolina. He also coached at North Carolina, East Carolina, Southern Miss, and ULM. Uh, of course, uh, you know, being a part of the SEC, he's got a lot of experience there. And one of the things that he's known for is while under uh, South Carolina head coach Steve Spurrier at South Carolina. He coached a pair of All-American defensive linemen in Jadavion Clowney, ever heard of him, and Kelsey Quarles, who, of course, Clowney went on to be the number one overall pick. Uh, his resume also includes coaching All-American defensive tackle Sylvester Williams and All-ACC defensive end Kareem Martin at North Carolina and All-Conference USA defensive end Kadaro Law and second-round pick Jamie Collins at Southern Miss. So he's got a few names to his resume, at least, of guys that he's been able to coach and that had a lot of success not only in college, but a few of them that had high-level success in the NFL as well. Other than facing the Razorbacks in Fayetteville, the previous three SEC stops, uh, Adams just spent the time in the natural state as an offense or as defensive line coach at Washtenaw Baptist from 2002 to 2005, and he was even the defensive coordinator there of the Tigers in 2005 as well. And this is all according to Andrew Hutchinson, too, of Hogbeat.com, uh, who wrote up the report. So there you have it. That's that's what you get with Deke Adams, and you get to get a little bit of his background and everything, and. When the announcement was made and I got tagged in the tweet and I started saying, okay, well, you know, Sam Pittman's, I think, like done a pretty good job of hiring coaches. 
it was immediately met by a lot of people on social media that said, I don't like this hire. This is bad. The first miss Sam Pittman's made as a, as a, as a head coach when hiring somebody, I was like, okay, well, why? Like, what, what is it about this guy that has people saying, oh, this is bad. This is, this is terrible. This is horrible. This shouldn't be happening. And I was like, all right, so let's find out more. Let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper into uh, the possibilities. Well, one of the possibilities is because, of course, he was fired from Ole Miss after just one season. And Ole Miss posted up one of the worst defenses in the nation in that 2020 year, giving up the one the worst in the SEC, but 107th overall in college football rush defense. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not very ideal at all. But you know, sometimes it's one year deals. It happens, things change. But you never want to see a coach get one year, one try, and then he's out. He gets fired. Of course, it was one of those mutually departing ways, and then he gets fired. So I think people probably saw that and saw that he was at FIU last year and then Ole Miss the year before. He hasn't really spent a lot of time at one particular spot. It's usually moved around a lot. But then I started seeing his uh, list of players that he's recruited, that he signed, that he is uh, at any school that he's had. And he's got a, quite a bit of four stars that he signed. He's never signed a five star personally while he's been uh, the head coach or the, uh, the, the position coach and the lead recruiter. This is according to 24-7 Sports. But uh, he does have a few few players that are of note and ones that went on way at South Carolina, but North Carolina and all of that, uh, that were uh, able to come on board and uh, be uh, be pretty pretty beneficial when it came to uh, signing these guys especially. So all that being said, though, I'm going through it, and this is just an observation that I'm making. I, I have no knowledge of this. I, I know that there's probably other people that would be able to speak high, more more in depth on it than I would be. But one of the things that stood out to me as far as the players that he has actually signed is there is a lot of JUCO players in that list. In fact, the number one player, the highest rated player he ever signed was a JUCO player, Marquavius Lewis out of Hutchinson Community College. And then he also signed uh, a big time player for Jordan Davis, who was out of Coupla Lincoln Community College. He was another four star. And then Abu Lamine, who was another out of Fort Scott Community College. Dante Sawyer, East Mississippi Community College, EMCC, Scuba. You all probably know that from uh, from the show, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, Last Chance You. Yeah, I was just missing missing out on that. Uh, and then you got Isaiah Eiton, who is uh, also from Hutchinson Community College. And another one, Jamon Gordon from East Mississippi Community College. So not to say all of his players were signees from junior colleges, but you're talking about a good amount of the highest rated players that he was able to sign ended up coming from a community college, which is not a bad thing. But here is kind of how my inner workings are going. This is just my theory. This is just my observation, something I believe. When I see the time, the, 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 the situation Arkansas finds themselves in, which Danny West put this out, uh, this tweet out, and it's disgusting because it's true. And it, it's something that you just never, never want to see if you're a Razorback fan. But uh, Arkansas, this is a Kevin from Danny West. Arkansas has an average finish of 85th nationally in both sacks and tackles for loss over the last eight years. Huh. Arkansas had the fewest four to five star defensive linemen in the SEC in 2021, and they didn't host a single defensive lineman that was a four star on an official visit during the 2022 cycle. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So I see that stat get thrown around. I'm like, okay. 
yeah, they need they need help. That's bad. You should never have that if you're an SEC team, especially a team like Arkansas that prides yourself on toughness, not physicality. Like that should never, ever, ever happen. So that was bad enough. So I'm like, okay, so they're they're needing help. They obviously fired Jamal Ashley because of those issues. They bring in this guy. But this guy doesn't exactly have a long track record of bringing in big-time recruits necessarily. He's got some fine ones, but I'm thinking, again, my theory, is that they brought him in late in the game knowing that they desperately need help immediately, like transfer help right now immediately to get on the defensive line to add depth and to add quality. And they're kind of late in the game. They can't really sign any other players out of high school. And even if you did, you didn't want to like sign anybody to to the defensive line to have them start as true freshmen. So I'm thinking that maybe Sam Pittman saw this as like, listen, this may or may not work, but we are in a, such a bind right now that we need to go and get somebody that is able to identify some talent that out of a transfer portal or the JUCO ranks or whatever it may be with good relationships with those teams to bring them in and help us in right now. now I don't know if Deke Adams is going to be a long-term solution. I don't know if he's going to be the coach that is able to turn things around and really get high-level recruits coming in on campus. I don't know. I hope he does. I really do. But I couldn't help but see when that had the amount of JUCO players that he brought in and the timing of everything and knowing how desperate Arkansas is to get people on campus right now on the defensive line, it just seems to me like maybe they brought him in to help with that immediately and then kind of see how it goes and then look at it again next year and see if they want to continue to move on with Deke Adams or not. That's my theory because you need help and you need it right now. And if you got a coach like Deke Adams who has SEC experience who has a, apparently a pretty good relationship with a lot of the highest quality community college and junior colleges. And you know that you're a team that's really this close to really becoming a, a strong contender in the SEC, but that defensive line is kind of the one where you're, ugh, you're not feeling too good about it. If you just kind of put a Band-Aid on this and make it work for a year, then you'll be all right. You'll be in business. This seems like a hire to me that just is, again, I hope it works out. I hope it's long-term, but it just seems like it's one to me that where they're just trying to make it work for right now. Help us out right now. Bring in some players right now. Get us some Juco players right now, just so we can make it through the year, just so we can have enough depth to where we can be able to, to field a team that's good enough to at least go out there on the field and hold their own. Let's just do that for right now. Because, hey, we're good at quarterback. We got some wide receivers. We got offensive linemen coming back. We're getting tight ends together. Our linebacker crew is looking strong. Our secondary is looking just baller. D-line's where it's lacking right now. It's lacking. So fix it right now. Just get it done right now. And so when I saw the hire of Deke uh, Adams, it's, that's what I took from it. Again, we'll hear from him. We'll hear from Sam Pittman. We'll hear more about it. And who knows? Maybe I'm totally wrong. But that's just my initial reaction to seeing the hire of him. And seeing uh, Sam Pittman go this direction is maybe more so to just fix it quickly rather than long term. And maybe that will be OK. Maybe that'll just work out. But I'm willing to give it a chance. I trust Sam Pittman. I trust the coaching hires that he's made. There's no reason to not trust him. So I guess we'll have to uh, have to wait and see. Hey, everybody, I got to tell you again about the incredible app that everybody knows about at this point in time. It's Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. 
Just go and download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 in a year in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back just gets added right back to your account. You can cash out at any time via your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank with GetUpside. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, Razorback basketball will be, of course, taking on West Virginia tomorrow in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, and we know that Arkansas is a team that's on a roll right now. They're sitting there and feeling good. They've won five games in a row. Uh, they're sitting at 15 and five, five and three in conference play. They've made up a lot of ground in the SEC, where right now, technically, they're third in the SEC overall, which is just wild to think about where we were just a couple of weeks ago. But they're they're really getting some things done. But the thing is, is as much as I, like the LSU win was great on the road, and I'm never going to take away any wins in the SEC play, but also Arkansas has benefited from having some pretty less than stellar teams. And, and ones that they've been able to beat here recently. Ole Miss was not good. Yeah, South Carolina was not good. And it was decent. But they just need to continue to build up and get these wins. And even if they're winning ugly, they'll find still find ways to win. And then uh, hopefully they can find that marquee win here in the coming weeks. Even though I think West Virginia would definitely be one that would uh, would help out and, and probably uh, do some really good things uh, for them uh, at a later point in time. But Overall, I think that you're, they're just in really good shape with West Virginia and, and what they've been able to, uh, to to look forward to and trying to get after them as well. And I was trying to think of you know some other examples of when they played West Virginia. I couldn't remember until I looked at the game notes, and I completely forgot about it, that Arkansas actually is 1-0 against West Virginia. They beat them 71-64 to on November 26th of 2006 to claim the Old Spice Championship in Orlando. Whew. So that was a long time. You're talking about like the, the Ronnie Brewer years, I think. Or maybe, no, that was probably, yeah, that was a year after. That was like uh, after Ronnie Brewer left and it was Stephen Hill and Gary Irvin and Patrick Beverly and Sonny Weems and all those guys. So uh, it's been that long since Arkansas has played West Virginia. But this game's going to be at 1 o'clock. It's going to be at Bud Walton Arena, of course, which I know uh, a lot of fans are going to be out there and a lot of fans are going to be excited about it as well. Going to be on ESPN2. And I'm expecting a full crowd. I'm expecting close to 19,000 people. And if not, there's no excuse. Like, I've already been pretty bent out of shape about some of these fans not putting together their time and efforts into going to these games. The tickets are sold, folks. Like, it's a sellout completely. Just go to the games. And if you can't go to the games, give your tickets to somebody. I know the U of A put together this program in order to help out with the ticket exchange. But there is zero excuse that if you have tickets to this game, if you can't sell them, then give them away. Let somebody sit in those seats. You got to. It's, it's, it's out, outrageous how many empty seats have been at Bud Walton Arena sometimes this year. Do not allow this to happen this weekend. But I'm expecting uh, a huge game and a huge attendance and a, and a really great energy as well. But just a few game notes from this game as well, uh, besides all the things we've talked about. This marks the ninth annual SEC Big 12 Challenge, and Arkansas is playing in its eighth consecutive challenge. All right. 
So I'm like, okay, that, that, that makes sense. But they're three and four in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I'm like, well, that's disgusting. That's gross. Uh, and you look back to all the games. It's like, well, I remember they beat Texas Tech one year. They beat, uh, I don't remember, it was a TCU one year. Like, they've always, you know, you're trying to think of these games. Well, if you look at the record, Arkansas is three and four, three and oh at home, oh and four on the road. So they play really good in this challenge at home and really bad on this challenge on the road. But luckily for Arkansas, this is the game that where they have it at home. And so you don't have to worry about those issues popping up or that type of thing uh, being an issue here as well. So uh, they're doing a really good job uh, on this win streak. And I think that West Virginia, uh, even though they're 13 and six, two and five in the big 12, they're still going to be a, a decent team, but having home court means a whole lot to it. There's no doubt. J.D. Note not only leads the SEC in both scoring and steals, but he also ranks among the top 15 in assists and defensive rebounds. He is the only player to rank in the top 50, SEC and top 15 in those four categories. So, which I know it's kind of stretching it when you say he's first in scoring and in, re, and in steals, but he's also in the least in the top 15 in the other categories. It's like, it's great. It's awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's showing you that he's been relied on doing a whole lot this year and, um, I wish that he didn't have to do as much, but as long as he's playing the way he's playing right now and getting his, I'll let him roll and let him do what he needs to do. Uh, during Arkansas's five-game win streak, Note is also averaging 19.4 points per game, and Jalen Williams is averaging a double-double of 15 and 10. So, yeah, those two guys are the ones that you have to make sure that they're getting their game going and they're playing the best of their ability because when they're on their A game, if some of these other guys can step up, Arkansas is going to win those games. I feel fully confident in saying that if J.D. Note gets his average in scoring, and then Jalen Williams gets his average of 15 and 10, Arkansas is going to win. They're going to beat West Virginia if that happens. Because I feel not only confident in those guys, but feel confident enough in a third guy stepping up. Trey Wade's been really good. Very efficient. Hitting his shots the way that he's need to. His shot selection has been really good. He's closing out on his three-point shots defensively have been really good. He's been a, he's been a game changer. And I think that that's why they're being they're rewarding him and giving him more playing time and and trying to find different ways for him to get involved, especially defensively. So if, if it's Trey Wade that ends up stepping up, or if it could be Stanley Abude that steps up, or DC Tony that steps up, uh, Devo Davis even, that's, that's who steps up. But I just want to see get to the point where we see only seven players in this game and, and, and the rest of the way. I only want to see seven players, which I know they'll probably be an eighth player because of fouls, because of breathers, because of injury. But I'm talking about just the ones that I want to see the most consistent, seven players, and that's it. J.D. Note, Jalen Williams, okay? Adisi Tony, Trey Wade, Stanley Amude, Devo Davis, and I mean, I know that's, 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 I can't say that's all of it, but I'd like to see Kamani Johnson a little bit more. But those are really the only seven that I want him to see pretty consistently. Like, you know, Chris Likes needs to have his minutes very limited. Uh, obviously, Connor Vanover's not even a factor anymore. Jackson Robinson ain't even getting in, and that's fine, because it's like if you're, your one thing is that you can shoot threes and you're not shooting threes very well, then what are we going to do here? So either way, Arkansas and going up against West Virginia, I think that I'm, I know that they're going to be favored to win. They should win this game. It should be an entertaining game. It'll be cool to see Bob Huggins coming down to Fayetteville, which will be a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, Arkansas has got it going. They, they, they're starting to figure it out. They're starting to understand each other and exactly what everybody is doing and how they're doing it. So I'm looking forward to the game. I think it'll be a great game. and I think Arkansas will get the victory. And they'll move on to a six-game winning streak, which just, again, crazy to think about where you were just a few weeks ago. 
it's the new year and you know that what that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier be sure to include built bar into your plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe even better than a candy bar because it's covered in 100 percent real chocolate you want to be healthy but it's tough it's not always convenient it's not always cheap but the thing is about built bars not only do they taste great not only are they convenient but they're affordable as well. In fact, they're so affordable that we're offering you a great deal just by listening to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. If you go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Doesn't matter how many you buy, doesn't matter how many flavors you get, the different flavors that they have, check out the entire website. Just use LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order at built.com. Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I wanted to give a shout out, which I know that some people, like you know, just because of timing and everything, we try to fit everything in, but I want to give another shout out uh, to the Razorback women's basketball team and a victory that they had in Bud Walton last night, uh, calling it an upset for sure over LSU. Now, people forget Kim Mulkey, the former Baylor coach, is at LSU right now, and they have a really good team. And Arkansas kind of had some times where they were up and down, but it seems like they're starting to hit their stride a little bit more. And they win 90-76, to which was awesome. And congratulations to Coach Mike Neighbors and the job that he's doing and the job that uh, the girls have done. It's just awesome. Uh, But to add to that, on top of that, how great is it that in all of the sports so far, at least the major sports so far, we, all the way dating back to last year with basketball, you beat LSU in, in basketball the, the, the second time and the, the time that you got to play them at home, you beat them. You beat them in baseball, you won that, won that series. You beat them in football this past season. You've already beaten them in basketball once, and now you beat them in women's basketball. you got to play them again in basketball, so we'll see how that game plays out. You know you're going to play them in baseball too, but it's just been nice that one of those true SEC West rivalries that you have you and your major sports have done a great job of beating LSU. Uh, I know that, you know, not both schools are not going to be great in every sport. There's going to be some sports where Arkansas is better than LSU and LSU is better than Arkansas. Like, that's just the way it is. But the fact is, is that if you can claim that over the Tigers, a team that uh, there's a lot of animosity towards, a lot of hatred towards, no, not, not, not just in football, not just in baseball, but in basketball and all these sports too, it's kind of nice to have that ownership of them where you just feel like you own the state of Louisiana. You own the LSU Tigers. and Kind of can brag about it a little bit. No matter the sport, no matter the situation, you got reasons to be excited and reasons to brag. And so keep that going. And I'm glad that uh, Mike Neighbors and his team got that victory. That's a big victory for them. And I know that uh, Razorback fans are going to rejoice anytime that they can beat LSU in anything. It's always going to feel really good, right? At least it feels good to me. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube as well. You can get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you.